This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Welcome to Extraterrestrial Reality. Um, the late Barry Goldwater, he was a senator and also he was a presidential uh, candidate back in the 1960s. Uh, back in 1988, 1988, in an interview uh, in the New Yorker, he said this, I used to receive a hundred calls a year from people who wanted me to get into the green room at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base because that's where the Air Force stored all material gathered on UFOs. And he also, he said he asked uh, his friend, uh, General Curtis LeMay, if he can get into that room. And he just gave me holy hell. He said, not only can't you get into it, but don't you ever mention it to me again. Now, why would, let me just stop there for a second. Now, why would Barry Goldwater make that statement if it wasn't true? Why would he say that? Why, why, how come when he asked General LeMay, who was his friend, about getting into this uh, special room at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base where they kept uh, apparently retrieved uh, wrecked alien craft stored. Why, why, was he, uh, why did LeMay get all angry with him and tell him never to even bring that up again? Like, why would that happen? There's no reason why Goldwater would make this story up at all. There's no reason whatsoever. And uh, there's no reason... <laughs> and, and there's only one reason why LeMay would say what he said. I mean, obviously. Obviously he said it because uh, there was something to it. If there was nothing to it, he could have said, he said, oh, you're crazy. There's nothing like that at, at all here. Instead, no, he got mad. Don't you ever mention that to me again. And that was the end of it. It's the only time he ever... Goldwater said it was the only time he ever saw him get really angry was when he brought that up to him. Why would that be? That's because there was something there, and there is a cover-up, and he w- and and LeMay did not want his friend Goldwater to ever ask him about it again because he can't talk about it. And anyway, uh, he went on to say, this is what uh, Goldwater went on to say, now with the millions of planets that we know are up there, it's hard for me to believe that ours is the only one that has things that can think walking around on it. So when people tell me they've seen UFOs, I don't say they haven't. In 15,000 hours of flying, I've never seen one, but I've talked to pilots who have. I've talked to an airline crew that swore up and down that an object came alongside of them one night, and before they could do anything, it vanished. We lost a military pilot who went up to intercept strange lights and never came back. His airplane disappeared, too. I won't argue for or against. Anyway, uh, so what, what's, what am I trying to get at here? The, the whole fact of the matter is, is that we're being gaslighted. That's the bottom line. I mean, there's no reason why... Uh, Barry Goldwater would never have stated this if it wasn't true. There's just no reason why he would have. Why would he do something like that? Uh, Curtis LeMay, why would Curtis LeMay say that to Barry Goldwater? That's because there was something to it. There was something there and he can't talk about it and he didn't want Goldwater to ever ask him about it again. That's because we're being gaslighted. Um, in... Uh, in, in 2008, in Stephenville, Texas, there was a mass sighting of giant UFO. A lot of people saw UFOs in uh, January of 2008. And here's an article from NPR from January 24th, 2008. And the headline reads, Air Force alters Texas UFO explanation. The Air Force is changing its story on what happened on a recent night in Stephenville, Texas, when dozens of witnesses say they spotted a UFO. Two weeks ago, witnesses reported seeing a large aircraft with white lights hovering for about five minutes before being chased away by jet fighters. The Air Force Reserve in nearby Fort Worth initially scoffed at reports and denied the possibility that it had fighters in the area. Air Force officials reversed course Wednesday, however, and admitted there were nearly a dozen F-16s over Stephenville that night. 
Does this new revelation bolster or cast doubt on the witness's story? The night of the supposed UFO sighting, just after 6 p.m., Claudette Odom, Odom, her husband, and two other friends were clearing brush near her house. They were standing on top of a hill with visibility that extended more than 20 miles in every direction. From out of the west, Odom saw an object approach in the darkness. I've never seen anything that fast. Maybe a rocket or a missile or something, she says. Odom says they watched in wonder as the aircraft approached Stephenville and then silently hovered outside outside the outskirts of town. The lights flickered, then went solid, shaping into a massive arch, she says, before forming a single bright vertical line that split into two. They were extremely, extremely bright, like an arc on a welder. They were that sharp, Odom says. As they watched the object hover in place, they were startled by the explosive sound of two F-16s screaming directly over the hill at low altitude, heading toward the UFO, she recalls. Whether there were military jets in the area that night was the first substantive doubt that was cast on the UFO witness's credibility. When contacted, the Air Force at Carswell Field near Fort Worth stated that they definitely didn't have any fighter jets over Stephenville that night. The officials suggest that the UFO witnesses might have seen an optical illusion. When Odom heard the Air Force's response, she says she knew that something was amiss. I don't know why they're trying, what they're trying to cover up. We saw what we saw. I knew they were fighter jets, she says. Now, two weeks later, in a plot line that's out of the X-Files, Air Force officials are saying that there was a communications error. They concede that they had F-16s flying over Stephenville, Texas on the evening of January 8th. Major Carl Lewis attributes the change in response to an internal communications mistake. There was an error that was reported and we corrected that error as soon as possible, he says. Okay, let me just stop there. I'm trying to point out here something. You see how they lie. They see how they lied to these people. They're ga- they got gaslighted. The people in Stephenville and uh, Dublin area in Texas back in 2008 were getting gaslit, gaslighted by the Air Force, and that's what happened. There's just no question about it. That's, they, they lied. They, they said first they're saying, no, it, no, we didn't have any jets, and they're saying they had jets, and then people made a mistake, and that's what they really saw. That's all, that's all they saw. That's what they were trying to do. So, uh, again, we're being gaslit. Um, now, one of the people, one uh, in January of 2008, when all these people witnessed a dozen, at least a dozen witnesses saw this, saw these UFOs. Uh, there was another guy. Uh, his name was Ricky Sorrells. Uh, he came, he came forth then. Uh, he said, but he saw something in late December of 2007. And uh, here's what he says. He said that uh, he he was going hunting in the woods, and I, I've talked about this story before. He said, but and he was in the woods right out near near his house. But it's suddenly gone dark, as if heavy clouds had rushed overhead, according to his narrative to a researcher. Yet the truth is, there was nothing but a sole massive object covering the entire area. So he's out there in his, in the woods. He looks up. There's like a shadow. He sees like clouds coming over. He looks up, and there's a giant craft. Anyway, it says there, Ricky apparently couldn't even determine the shape or size of this floating entity since it was so big, only to then be utterly shocked by it having no bolts, rivets, or connections. It was seamless. He'd actually used the scope of his rifle to get a better look at this silver metallic thing to satisfy his curiosity, uh, but he was unaware that he'd find anything like an insect or mantis inside of it. Apparently, this was something that he told other people that he actually saw creatures inside of that looked like a praying mantis looking down at him. That's when he did... Uh, briefly consider pulling the trigger before thinking better just just for it to then take off at such high speed he was left dumbfounded especially as as it made no noise or affected the wind yeah it took off at a 45 degree angle uh, and just was gone at an incredible speed Ricky was admittedly laughed off when he initially confided in some close friends, yet he still chose to come forward upon reading several similar accounts in the paper following January 2008. 
And here's a direct quote he says. He says this, You hear about Big Bass or Big Buck in the area, but this is a different deal. It feels good to hear that other people saw something because that means I'm not crazy. But then came the alleged harassment in the form of strangers approaching his home. Military-grade bullets being left behind in his car and helicopters flying over his estate, driving him to stop being vocal regarding this entire eerie phenomenon altogether. Yeah, I just want to point out that, uh, you know, last year, and I've talked about this, there was a documentary. Steven Spielberg produced it. It was called Encounters. It was on Netflix. And uh, Ricky declined to uh, comment for that show. But they did have a lot of his uh, uh, previous uh, comments that he made on TV uh, in that episode. But he wouldn't do it this time. Uh, but yeah, he was harassed and threatened. Why? Why Why were people harassing him from the military? What, why? Because he was telling peop- the, the, the newspapers uh, what he saw? Is that what it was? I think that's what it was. We're being gaslighted. That's what it is. You know, uh, General Nathan Twining, he's, he's in uh, 1940, September of 1947... He sent a uh, memo to uh, Brigadier General George Shulgin, who wanted to get some. Shulgin wanted some answers about what's going on with these uh, flying saucers. And uh, I'm sure you heard this before, but I just want to point it out again. It's important. Uh, Twining wrote to him. It's, it is the opinion that the phenomenon is something real and not visionary or fictitious. There are objects, probably approximating the shape of a disc of such appreciable size as to appear to be as large as man-made aircraft. There is a possibility that some of the incidents may be caused by natural phenomena such as meteors. Years. The reported operating characteristics such as extreme rates of climb, maneuverability, particularly in roll, and motion which must be considered evasive when sighted or contacted by friendly aircraft and radar lend belief to the possibility that some of the objects are controlled either manually, automatically, or remotely. Uh, the apparent description is as follows, metallic or light reflecting surface, absence of trail, circular or elliptical in shape, flat on bottom and domed on top. Several reports of well-kept formation flights varying from three to nine objects. Normally no associated sound except in three instances a substantial rumbling roar was noted. Level flight speeds normally above 300 knots are estimated. Uh, and there's more to that uh, memo, but I just want to point that out. Even though that memo uh, was uh, determined secret at the time, it, did, it wasn't uh, made public until decades later. Uh, and now we have it, and that was something that a gen- one gen- well, just General Nathan Twining was saying to uh, Brigadier General George Shulgin back in 1947 in a memo. Now, why would he say that if, if it wasn't true? Why would he make it up? He was saying that the phenomenon is real and something that's not visionary or fictitious. That's because it is real. It's always been real. It's been real since we uh, started realizing, since people started seeing them on a regular basis in 1947. But because we're being gaslighted, uh, we don't know this. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. At Evernorth Health Services, 
We believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Uh, if you go to Wikipedia, on the Wikipedia, uh, on any topic on UFOs, for, for a lot, in a lot of cases, uh, for instance, here's the case of the 1986 incident involving Japan Airlines cargo flight 1628. If you read about this case, this involved uh, a Captain Kenji Teriyuchi, you probably heard about this story before. We saw uh, UFOs, a couple of UFOs, and then a gigantic mothership type UFO near near their cargo plane. And he was talking to the air traffic controller at the time, and uh, it was a big deal back then. It was all over the news. People were talking about this, um, but if you read the Wikipedia article on this, it, the, it's com- it's it's incomplete. And it's incomplete because there is an organization, Guerrilla Skepticism on Wikipedia. It's something you're going to be hearing about a lot in the coming weeks, uh, thanks to the research of uh, Rob Heatherly of Military Witnesses to UAP. He's been talking about this on Twitter since last year, uh, how there's, there seemed, seemed to be a, a group of editors who uh, were taking control of certain Wikipedia pages, particularly uh, pages that dealt with UFOs and extraterrestrial encounters, and nobody else could make any changes to them. Only these, only this group of skeptics, of debunkers, they're the only ones allowed to make changes to them. And what they did, in instances like this, some of the, the names that uh, uh, Rob has been talking about on online, and he's also going to be on uh, the Good uh, Trouble show with Matt Ford in a show today talking about this at length, and I can't wait to see it, uh, that these this group of editors is controlling certain pages in, of Wikipedia and, uh, and editing them and, and not allowing anyone else to add anything if they don't agree with it. And, and, you'll, and if you were, were to read this article, for instance, on this uh, Japan cargo line, uh, cargo flight 1628 incident, you're going to find that there, there's, it's incomplete. The whole story is not here. But you, what you do get instead, they, get, they provide an explanation. The explanation is from debunkers. It's what the debunkers think. That's it. It says that uh, uh, they have uh, some comments here from the late Philip Class. As everyone knows, Philip Class was a big-time debunker. He was a liar, uh, total idiot, moron, uh, didn't like this, came up with excuses for everything, even regardless of how ridiculous he sounded. But he said here that what those pilots saw was Jupiter or Mars. Then it has here uh, also, there's a comment here from uh, astronomer and UFO investigator Robert Schaefer. Uh, he says here, despite Flight 1628 becoming one of the most celebrated cases in recent UFO literature, it turns out there wasn't much to read. About Teriuchi's report, Schaefer states that the pilot is not an unbiased or objective observer. And then it has science writer Brian Dunning. That's somebody I've talked about a lot on my show uh, over the last year and a half or two years. Uh, this guy is a complete, absolute idiot, a debunker. You can't take his word. You can't believe anything he says. He, he only provides uh, the data that supports his hypotheses. He doesn't. He forgets about the rest of it. It says here, science writer Brian Dunning writes that there was nothing extraordinary or unusual on that evening, calling Teriuchi a fun and a competent pilot, but was hardly unbiased when it came to alien spaceships and Flight 1628, just another unevidenced aerial anecdote. Uh, and, and what's amazing to me is that, that and that's all it basically had, it doesn't give you any more information. It doesn't talk about some of the other information that, uh, uh, 
that we know about this case, and that involves uh, a C, uh, FAA division chief of the Accidents and Investigation Branch in Washington, D.C., John Callahan. And here's, an, according to an article from the Anchorage Press, it says here, and, I, and you've probably seen John Callahan talking about this in documentaries. I know in 2000 he was talking about it. Over the years, this guy has talked about his experience regarding this case. And it says here, in 1986, John Callahan was FAA division chief of the Accidents and Investigations Branch in Washington, D.C. About a week after the JAL 1628 incident, he got an urgent call from Alaska. Callahan's recollections were recorded in an interview conducted circa 2000. His comments, too, are edited here for brevity and clarity. And here's what his comments are. It says, I forgot who it was that called, but he says, we got a problem here. I don't know what to tell the media. The whole FAA office is full of the media from Alaska. And then Callahan asked, what's the problem? And this guy says, it's that UFO. I said, what UFO? He says, well, Last week, we had a UFO chase a 747 across the skies up here for about 30 minutes or so. So he uh, Callahan told him to get all that data together. I wanted all the civilian and military disks that they had and all the tapes that they had available and flown overnight to the tech center where I'm sitting. The military refused to send their tapes, but he got everything Anchorage Traffic Control had. We told him that we wanted this room set up to be just like it was and at Anchorage. And we wanted all that data to come to this scope radar monitor. And we want to see everything the controller has seen. We want to hear everything he heard, he heard. And we wanted it all tied together, together, the radar, the digital radar, and the sound. When Callahan played the tapes, he heard a three-way conversation between Anchorage Air Traffic Control, Elmendorf's NORAD Regional Operations Control Center, and Captain Teriyuchi of JAL-1628. He also played a tape of the ATC radar sightings on a scope. Anchorage Air Traffic Control didn't see the UFOs on their radar, but based on their conversation, the military war clearly tracking the UFOs, Callahan explained. The military controller has what they call height-finding radar, and they have long-range radar and short-range radar. So if they don't catch it on one of their systems, they catch it on the other. Ours wouldn't record it. Details reported by the military controller indicated that the UFOs are traveling thousands of miles per hour as they maneuvered in the airspace around the 747. The military controller had one other surprise finding. Near the end of the incident, a United Airlines flight was diverted to observe the JAL flight. By then, Captain Teriyuchi no longer saw the UH huge UFO, and the United pilot did not see it either. Unbeknownst to both of them, the military radar clearly indicated that the UFO had tucked in and out of sight behind the United flight and had begun following it. After sitting through the presentation, Callahan's boss turned to him and said, don't talk to anybody until I give you the, give you the okay. The next day, his boss set up a briefing. According to Callahan, I brought all the people from the tech center. We went upstairs, we had all kinds of boxes of data, and we handed them printouts. It filled up the room. They brought in three people from the FBI, three people from the CIA, and three people from Reagan's scientific study team, and I don't know who the rest of the people were, but they were all excited. Callahan and his staff showed the assemblage everything they had and answered a lot of technical questions. When they got done, they actually swore all these other guys into, this never took place, we never had this meeting, and this was never recorded. This was one of the guys from the CIA. I asked them at the time, I don't know why you're saying this. I mean, if there was something there, and if it's not the then-in-development stealth bomber, then you know it's a UFO, and if it's a UFO, why wouldn't you want the people to know? 
And this guy from the CIA said if they come out and told the American public that they ran into a UFO out there, it would cause panic across the country. So therefore, we can't talk about it, and we're taking all this data. And they did take the data, but Callahan kept copies of everything in his office. And when they asked me about uh, what I thought, I told them that it looked like we had a UFO that was up there. As far as I was concerned, Reagan's science team were the ones that verified my own thoughts about it. They were very, very excited about the data. They had said at that time that this was the only time, and they had used the words a UFO, ever was recorded on radar for any length of time. And then the epilogue to the story was within months of the incident, Captain Teriucci was banished to a desk job because he had him, quote, embarrassed, end quote, the company. He was fully reinstated a few years later. John Callahan retired from the FAA, became an industri- industry consultant, and periodically recounted the true story of JAL Flight 1628. However, now, when you go to the Wikipedia page, there's nothing on there about this guy, about Callahan, about what he said. In fact, instead what you get, they don't talk about the military radar. They don't talk about that at all. They says it, was, it just wasn't on radar. Uh, Anchorage, it, just, it doesn't say anything about Callahan. It doesn't talk about that. It just says that uh, uh, it makes it look like he was like Teriucci was a clown. That's what it basically paints it as. And then, then you hear the, uh, uh, comments from debunkers who weren't even there. Brian Dunning, Robert Schaefer. Philip Class? Are you kidding me? And there's nothing here from the from the guy who was working for the FAA that came out and said all this stuff, and that's not included in this article on Wikipedia. That's there's a lot of articles on Wikipedia when it, about UFOs and extraterrestrials that have that are under the control of this cabal of of skeptical debunking editors who don't want the true story, the full story, to be out. They only want their side of the story to come out, what they think, what they because they don't believe in this stuff and they don't like it. I mean, you read this, it says here, uh, it, it makes it look like, uh, like that, that Tariuchi was a complete idiot. Uh, astronomer, and it says here in, in the first paragraph about this, is astronomers and investigators have determined that Tariuchi probably mistook the planets Jupiter and Mars as UFOs. Astronomers and who? who? That one person said that. It was uh, Philip Klass, who we know is a, a liar, that guy. We couldn't trust, he can't trust that guy. Uh, it says contradictions between the three-person crew as well as contradictions between the transcripts and later interviews with Teriyuchi have cast doubt that anything unusual happened. That, that again, that's all made up bogusness. There was some small little different thing, differences between the original uh, discussion about this and, and later interviews, but it was nothing major. But Class made a big incident, a big deal out of this, trying to debunk it. He really couldn't. But here we have it. Look at this. Is like This was almost like it was written by Philip Class. Like he came out of the grave and put this article, article, article together for Wikipedia. But again, like uh, like I was pointing out, if you look at the uh, the people who have edited this post over the years, there's these different names here, and this these are names that Rob Heatherly has pointed out. Some of the names, a person named Lucky Louie, of course these are fake phony names. Somebody else named Jojo Anthrax, and you'll notice these names popping up along with some other similar names in other uh, articles about UFOs and extraterrestrials on Wikipedia, and they're controlling this thing. You, if, so for some of these uh, pages, they're controlled by this group of editors, and they, they, if you want to make a change to it, that because they have a majority rule over it, they won't let your change occur, and that's why the article will sit like this. It's the same thing. If you look at articles about Roswell, for instance, that, that it all, it's completely toes the, the Air Force line that it was uh, balloons and dummies. That's all. It doesn't talk about all the witnesses. doesn't really get into it. 
Makes everyone it makes everyone look like idiots and that the skeptics and the bunkers look like they know what they're talking about. That's what's going on here. So this is absolutely ridiculous. So not only are we getting gaslighted by the government for all these decades, but now we've learned that we're getting gaslighted on Wikipedia by this this cabal of, of uh, debunking editors. And again, we're going to learn a lot more about this. I can't wait to hear more from Rob Heatherly, and I'm really looking forward to the uh, episode that he... Uh, that he has it with uh, Matt Ford on the Good Trouble show. That's going to be very interesting. But this is where we're at, folks. It's just a shame. And again, uh, another one we don't talk about here, we, who, who has been gaslighting us, as it turns out, is uh, the former director of Arrow, Dr. Sean Kirkpatrick. Um, there was, I want to go over an article here from Liberation Times that was just uh, published today, uh, as well as another article that was a, a basically a pro- I would call it, yeah, I would refer to this as, as a pro-Kirkpatrick article that was uh, appeared in uh, Vice. And uh, I want to go through a little bit of that, too. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Um, anyway, but I, the, the article that appeared in Vice was uh, written by Matt Galt. And uh, Joe Mergia, or the UFO Joe, uh, he always has some good stuff on Twitter. He talked about this article a little bit and some of the uh, things that were made. And of course, as we all know, uh, Kirkpatrick had issues the, uh, with with the Congress. He thought that they were all falling for conspiracy theories and that there was no evidence whatsoever, no 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 aliens. You know, they didn't find any evidence of it. But the guy, it turns out that he just he just looks like he's lying. That's what it looks like. I thought maybe he was just a useful idiot, but maybe it looks like he's starting like this guy is an absolute liar. Uh, anyway, Joe Mergia writes this. He says, This pro-Kirkpatrick piece is written by Matt Galt. Brief experts, excerpts below with comments by me. Uh, he also has, he provided some of his own comments, and we're going to go talk about some of them. But anyway, uh, Matt Galt at, uh, for, for uh, Vice wrote, Arrow has uh, issued reports over the past few years that have, rut- uh, have rut- routine- routinely debunked the idea that the Earth has been visited by visitors from the stars. Now, that was one of the comments that uh, uh, this Galt wrote in, in Vice about this uh, Kirkpatrick op-ed. And Mergia says this, that's your opinion. Uh, in my opinion, the reports issued by uh, the ODNI were woefully incomplete and haven't debunked anything. Even if we just go by those reports and ignore classified data, which we haven't seen, hundreds of objects remain unexplained. The Tic Tac is at the top of the list. Visitors from the stars? I don't know the origin of these anomalous objects. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah, they haven't, Arrow hasn't routinely debunked anything. What did they, what did they debunk, really? I mean, they ha- uh, there was like most of the stuff they haven't debunked. We, even haven't, we haven't even seen all the stuff. Uh, anyway, uh, then another uh, segment from, the, uh, from Galt's article in Vice, it states, Kirkpatrick's Scientific American piece is angry, and it's easy to understand why. He was telling people a boring truth that they didn't want to hear. Some members of Congress prefer, prefer to opine about aliens to the press rather than get an evidence-based briefing on the matter, he said. And 
Mergia says, boring truth? Again, that's your opinion. And certain members of Congress have been trying to get access to more information for a while now. It took me forever to get a meaningful briefing from the uh, Inspector General uh, of the uh, intelligence community. Why have they apparently turned down briefings from Kirkpatrick? Maybe, like many of us, they don't trust him or Arrow. And we'll get into that in a minute here. But I want to talk about this. Boring truth? So this Galt for Vice is saying that oh, he was, Kirkpatrick was, uh, people are just upset with him because he's telling a boring truth that nobody wants to hear. No, he's telling a dull lie that we've been hearing for decades from other people in the government. We're sick of hearing about that nonsense. Anybody who does the research knows that we, we've been, there, there's something going on here. Uh, that's what it is. It's not no boy. It's not the, no, no, there's, that's not truth. That's not truth what Kirkpatrick's talking about. He's lying. Anyway, uh, uh, Mergy also says this, my source had some views on Kirkpatrick's op-ed, the man himself and related matters. And so this is somebody that he doesn't give the, uh, Mergy doesn't give the name, but this is one of his sources here. He says, Kirkpatrick was on the job at Arrow for only 17 months. So that doesn't make him an expert on UAPs compared to the decades spent by scientists like Jacques Vallée, Alan Hynek, etc., etc. Kirkpatrick quotes Sagan's extraordinary claims assertion. Yeah. Kirkpatrick in his op-ed wrote that, you know, I've talked about, I talked about that in a previous podcast. He, he talked about how, uh, you know, extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. You know, that's, it seems like debunkers love that one. They always like to, you know, hang their hat on, on Sagan's uh, extraordinary claims assertion. But uh, Mergia's source here says, laypersons, some publicly prominent scientists and some not so prominent scientists don't even realize that this assertion is not even written in the established scientific method. It's an ad hoc slogan that Sagan used to impose his own confirmation bias and attack the credibility of anomalous phenomenon topics that Sagan deemed to be unworthy of scientific inquiry. Yeah, like I'm, I'm so sick of hearing about Carl Sagan's name brought up every time we talk about UFOs. The guy was a debunker. I don't care, you know, some people like look at this guy like like he's some great person in the past. I don't, I don't. I look at him as somebody who closed his eyes and closed his mind to to things that were happening and he pretended that that there was nothing to it. Pretended that there was no evidence to even look at. And that's that's who I see Sagan as. I don't I don't I don't like Sagan. I don't like him at all. Uh, but anyway, I'll I'll leave these uh, this post here so you can check it out for yourself, but there was an article that appeared in Liberation Times today, uh, and the headline reads, Former UFO Office Director's Opinions Draw Scrutiny and Impartiality on Investigation Handling. And it says, uh, this is by Christopher Sharp, who does a great job with this stuff. I've talked about him many times on this show. He says here, a recent opinion article written by Kirkpatrick uh, has prompted concerns regarding the impartiality and handling of the office under his leadership. In the article published in Scientific American, Kirkpatrick took swipes at whistleblowers under threat from reprisals and current members of Congress currently investigating UAP. Uh, Kirk Kirkpatrick, referring to former senior intelligence official and UAP whistleblower David Grush, wrote, Our efforts were ultimately overwhelmed by sensational but unsupported claims that ignored contradictory evidence, yet captured the attention of policymakers and the public, driving legislative battles and dominating the public narrative. For one thing, right, if this, if th- these claims are all unsupported, then why were, th- why was the military-industrial complex in the Pentagon so, so upset, so concerned about the UAP, uh, act, the, the UAP disclosure act that the Congress tried to pass? How come they were so, how come they got their puppets in the House to, to kill it? Why did they do that? If they were, if there was nothing to this, they would allow that stuff to pass. But they didn't because there is something to it. They don't want people meddling in, in this stuff. They don't want people to know the truth. That's what it's all about. 
Anyway, says Kirkpatrick in October 2023 admitted that as director, he had not spoken to Grush about the allegations, casting doubt over his position to know whether they are unsupported. Grush has lodged an official complaint with Thomas Monheim, the intelligence community's inspector general, addressing UAP programs and the reprisals he endured. The complaint has been recognized as both credible and urgent. And that complaint, by the way, was lodged in May 2022, almost two months before Arrow was uh, was uh, stood up. Liberation Times has learned that first-hand witnesses to retrieval and reverse engineering relating programs relating to non-human materials have supported Grush's allegations, and so have other governmental sources which were not associated with previous UAP programs referenced by Kirkpatrick in his article. Speaking to Liberation Times, Grush confirmed that he did decide to approach Arrow staff, but held reservations regarding the way information was handled. So Grush did try to approach these people, but uh, this is what happened, according to Grush. On request of a senator in late October 2023, I have been in communication via email with Arrow staff and have been willing to work on an interview arrangement. Arrow staff have been unwilling to address in writing the specific handling of classified compartmented information, such as the CIA Directorate of Operations compartmented data on human sources and non-UAP-related but adjacent compartmented programs. I take my obligations to protect sources and methods extremely seriously. So it wasn't like Grush wasn't trying to. He was trying to set things up, but Arrow wasn't accommodating. Uh, anyway, the article continues. As earlier this month, members of the House Oversight Committee met with Monheim to discuss the Inspector General investigation relating the, to, to Grush's allegations. Those who attended did not leave the meeting feeling like Grush's claims were not supported. Uh, Representative Jarrett Moskowitz stated on Twitter X, based on what we heard, many of Grush's claims have merit. Dr. Kirkpatrick in his article seemed to discourage members of Congress from investigating whistleblower allegations. And this is what he wrote. The result of this whirlwind of tall tales, fabrication, and secondhand or thirdhand retellings of the same was a social media frenzy and a significant amount of congressional and executive time and energy spent on investigating these so-called claims as if we didn't have anything better to do. So that was his comment, as we all know. Uh, but uh, Sharp writes this. This comes after key mechanisms for the disclosure of UAP-related information and materials were removed from the UAP Disclosure Act of 2023, uh, proposed by Senate Leader Chuck Schumer and Senator Mike Rounds, following alleged hostility from senior Republicans, including House in Intel Chair Mike Turner. Kirkpatrick has again and again underlined the importance of evidence. However, by seemingly discouraging investigations by Congress and the executive branch and following the hollowing of the uh, UAP Disclosure Act, producing evidence becomes almost impossible. Speaking with Liberation Times, Lester Nair, the founder of the UAP Caucus, a group dedicated to raising UAP awareness and advocating for action among congressional members, commented, It's ironic. The Department of Defense, often accused of hiding UAP information now through Dr. Kirkpatrick, is actively discouraging Congress from finding evidence and potential whistleblowers from coming forward. History reminds us, as with the Church Committee, that a thorough, transparent, and transparent investigation is imperative now more than ever. Another thing that Kirkpatrick says, uh, he wrote that none of the whistleblowers within the public eye had ever approached Arrow to provide evidence uh, and a statement for the record. Uh, he says this, as of the time of my departure, none, let me repeat, none of the conspiracy-minded whistleblowers in the public eye and elected to, had elected to come to Arrow to provide their evidence and statement for the record despite numerous invitations. 
uh, Liberation Times uh, believes that that statement's inaccurate. One whistleblower in contact with Liberation Times has asserted that they did speak to Dr. Kirkpatrick and his team on record, and they were aware of several other whistleblowers who did the same. It is understood that the Arrow was provided with statements and specific data. So this guy's, we're, again, we're being gaslighted. This guy's just coming right out in the public, writing articles like this, writing op-eds, Kirkpatrick, just outright lying about stuff, saying these people, didn't, these whistleblowers didn't come, come, didn't even come to Arrow. And here we have some of them telling Liberation Times, yes, we did. So all in all, I mean, what, what what's going on here? We just continue to be gaslighted by, by creeps, creeps, uh, creeps within the government, Creeps that are debunking creeps. I don't know. They're making a living out of doing this uh, debunking because they know that there's a small market for it. People like uh, the creepy Stephen Greenstreet uh, and the you know, disingenuous Mick West. You got all these people running around uh, trying their best to make it seem like any, all of this stuff related to UFOs is nonsense and there's no reason to look into this and we're wasting our time and effort. Congress is believing in conspiracy theories. It's all nonsense. It's just this big giant gaslighting effort. That's what it is. All all of it. I mean, the whole problem for me is like, I mean, I, in, in the position that I'm in, right, for somebody who has seen these things, experienced them, right, with my own eyes, experienced it, right? I know for a fact that these things are here, Right. Uh, and I know that the government has to know about this. They have to. They have to know that there's no question about it. I mean, look at all the people all over the years. I mean, you have all these whistleblowers stepping forward, but yet we're still being slapped across the face with this, with these lies and this obfuscation and these this phony uh, uh, parallel scenarios that they've created to pretend that there's nothing to this. It's 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 so ridiculous. It's so maddening. But it's just a constant gaslighting affair. It doesn't seem like it's any end in sight to this. I, I don't know. I'm just tired of it. But I'll tell you what. Uh, this Wikipedia stuff really has me upset. And uh, I, I mean, I, I had a feeling, you know, that there's something funny was going on. I couldn't understand. Like, how come when I'm looking at stories about Roswell on here, it's, it's totally incomplete. There's not, it, it's, it seemed like a lot of these UFO articles were one-sided. And now we find out that they are by design one-sided and that there's this group of debunkers out there that are controlling this narrative. And that's not right. That is not right. I don't care what these people believe. I mean, they're, they, they don't consider there is evidence for this role. There's physical trace evidence. There's, there's the video evidence. There's film evidence. There's, there's all the witness testimony over decades. And they're going to make it seem like on Wikipedia that it's all nonsense and there's no evidence to this whatsoever. Because they're ignoring it and they're only putting in the data that they uh, agree with, that supports their hypothesis that there's nothing to it. And they're controlling some of these Wikipedia pages. That has to change. That Wikipedia is one of the first places that anybody goes to when they want to learn about something. And that's a shame that we, we're putting up with this, that, we, that we've been dealing with this for a long time, that they've been shoveling out this disinformation, misinforming the public, not giving them the both sides of the, of, of the, of the argument here. And they're controlling this just because they don't like it. They don't want to believe in that stuff. Well, you can't just, you can't pretend that reality is not reality. That's what they're doing because I know for a fact that there's something here because I've seen it with my own eyes. Like I've talked about a million times and I'll say, probably say it a million more times as, as uh, uh, time goes on, but uh, it's very upsetting. But anyway, uh, one more thing I want to do. I just want to go over the most recent poll I did on uh, Spotify and, uh, and it was about Kirkpatrick. It was for the episode, former Arrow boss Kirkpatrick shows contempt for UFO community and bitter op-ed. 
I asked this question, is Dr. Sean Kirkpatrick an uninformed government stooge or does he know the full truth about the ET presence and is simply lying? 78 votes so far. Uh, 34 people or 43.6% say he's a stooge and 44 people or 56.4% say he's lying. Uh, you know what? I should have said, I should have had a third choice on there. I should have said lying stooge. I think that's what he is. I think he's a lying stooge. I agree with both of those right there. I agree with the minority and majority on there. I'm going to say he's, Kirkpatrick is a lying stooge. That's what he is. A lying stooge. Because he doesn't want, he doesn't want to investigate this. Oh, that we never uncovered any records. Like, okay, yeah, they're going to hand you the records. Oh, here's all the records on Roswell, uh, Sean. Check it out. Now you know the truth. Yeah, see, no, they're not going to hand him the records. They're not going to give him the records. He knows this. He knows this. There's no way that Congress, all these people in Congress from both sides of the aisle, would have went as wouldn't be doing the stuff that they're doing if they didn't know a lot more from things that they learn in these. Uh, uh, closed uh, hearings these closed briefings they're they've been learning some stuff they've been hearing from some whistleblowers they know that there's something going on well with, with regard to this they've heard enough and they, that's why you wouldn't see you wouldn't see people like chuck schumer or mike rounds in, in the senate pushing that uap disclosure act you wouldn't have seen something like that but yeah we were just being gaslighted it's uh, every which way but loose it's just ridiculous it's absurd and it's i'm tired of it i'm really tired of it Anyway, I want to say thank you all for joining me. Until next time.